How you doing, John? Welcome. Alfred, I'm fine. How are you? I am good. Um, Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you fine. Good to have you on board. Okay. Um, Where are you? I am located in North Carolina, a city outside outside of Raleigh. However, oh, that's great. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. This is really Thank simple. You. I just um, let people come on board, share their, do a brief bio about why they're doing what they're doing, what they're doing, what they're doing. Okay. And then we get talking as if we've known each other forever. <laughs> well, that sounds awesome. I love that. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And you were in Vancouver, British Columbia, based on your bio. Was that not correct? That's right. That's I'm correct. at a Starbucks right now in my place. Okay. Well, it rains in Vancouver about 10 months a year, so we don't have water shortages. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, well, while I was engaging with a gentleman through Instagram when I first started up, um, who's in Vancouver, he told me about how it is and he also invited me to come that way one day. I get traveling. Oh, yeah, you should. To check out the, he said, sort of springtime, summertime is usually the best time to come. It's a beautiful city. You know, a lot of the top TV shows are filmed here, like Arrow and Supergirl and, you know, it looks pretty much like any other, it looks pretty much like any other North American city, right? Well, yeah. We're kind of a coastal area here. Some parts of it. Yeah, we're coastal. Yeah, we have everything in North Carolina, coast, mountains, you name it. And today of all days, we have thunderstorms and rain for the majority of the day. Oh, gosh. All right, don't stand under a tree. <laughs> <laughs> We're out and about. You, unless you want to get hit. Yeah, about fiance out, out about shopping. I told her, the weather don't bother me. It bothered her, though. So we got her okay. on here. I can imagine. I can lights, imagine. Light spotting crackling here. Then we were out in Walmart. Oh, gosh. And I heard the thunder. Ooh. And she's like, okay, I, said, I know how you are. So I know how <laughs> you are. So we're going to get into the house. Right. Uh, Good idea. I'm glad you reached out to me. Um, you. I had avoided you. bringing, you're welcome. I avoided bringing people on for a while as I had to go through some things myself, did a lot of solo podcasts. And miraculously, this week alone, I've did four guests since Wednesday. You're number four. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yes, the, fan, the fantastic, the fantastic four. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. He said, he said modestly. Yeah, you're funny. It, yesterday oh, was you. actually sitting in Australia. So I was, oh, yeah. my my girl my girlfriend lives in. I'm going to Sydney, uh, May at the end of May. My girlfriend lives in Adelaide. Wow. Yeah. I, I haven't traveled any of these I've, places yet. So, but there was. Oh yeah, I've I've never been outside of North America before, so it'll be quite an adventure <laughs> for me. It'll be an Indiana Jones level adventure for me. We will we, we'll not tell people that we have not traveled like that. That's our little secret. Uh, right. Oh, okay. Until they listen to the podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, fair enough. Are we recording now? Yeah, we're recording now. We're talking. That's, that's okay, I cool. so it's really natural. Uh, sure. It, it just flows right into my my methodology. Uh, so, okay, sounds so. great. Well, you're the you're the captain of the ship. No, I'm not. I'm the guest. Actually, <laughs> actually, the guests are the captain of the ship once they start telling that okay. story, and I just kind of play <laughs> off of it. So sounds yeah, good. Um, so just without me reading a lengthy bio as I did before, which will be added later, just jump in mm-hmm. and start talk, telling your story. Sure. Okay. Well, um, I'm 57, and as you said, I live in Vancouver, and for the first two-thirds of my life, I really didn't do very much. I've been a security guard, of all things, for 35 years. Mm. My dad managed a security company called Pinkerton's, which was a a security detective agency back in the day, back in the 70s and 80s, and I really didn't have a clear vision for myself after high school like some other kids do. You know, some kids, they seem to come into the world, and they know exactly what they want, and I just kind of... Well, I mean, I thought I wanted to be. 
Well, I've been working security for 35 years. Trust me, that wasn't my bliss. You know, no, no 10-year-old kid wants to be a security guard for the rest of his life. But I, uh, I wanted to be a comic book artist. I was very into drawing. I've always been artsy. I've always had an artsy spirit, and I've always enjoyed writing. And uh, I drew a lot when I was a kid. I drew for three, four hours a day. But then I got, I just got lazy, and I decided that, you know, drawing all the windows, you know, all the details, all the stars on Wonder Woman's underwear, I just decided that I'd rather go outside and hang out with my friends. And so after high school, I, you know, I, I did a little bit of college, and I worked a lot of odd jobs. And finally, my dad said to me, "Well, you know, come work for Pinkerton." So, you know, I've been working security for the last 35 years, and I tried acting for a couple of years. Um, I, I don't know how old you are, but there was a show, there was an American show from the late 60s called The Big Valley. Yeah, and I'm stars old. I'll be 62. You know, you know that show? Oh, nice. Do you remember that show? So one of the stars yeah, of that I'll show, Peter Brett. Oh, awesome. I, well, I'm a youngin compared to you. No, I'm just kidding. So, well, yeah, I'm 57, so we're pretty close age-wise. Yeah. So Peter Breck was an actor on that show, and he came to Vancouver, and he started an acting school called yeah, the Breck yeah, Academy. Yeah, so I walked, yeah, I walked by one day, and I, and I stuck my head in, and next thing I know, I'm taking acting classes. And that was an amazing experience for me. I did it for about two years. I met, I don't mean to name drop, although that's exactly what You're I'm fine. to do. <laughs> I met um, I met Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman came to the school. Uh, he was he was working on a movie called Narrow Margin with uh, Ann Archer back in the day. And I met Richard Dreyfuss. He was working a stakeout with Emilio Estevez. Yeah, they were super nice and down to earth, and they they shared their life stories with the rest of us. And I loved acting, and I was doing some writing back then too. I was writing scenes and I was writing monologues for my auditions. And uh, sometimes the cat, you know, I'd go to an audition. I had an agent. I mean, I was really going for it. And uh, sometimes the, the casting director would say, "I've never heard that monologue before." And I said, "Well, it's because I wrote it." And they always seemed to be impressed by that. Yeah. So I don't mean to gross you out or any of the you listeners. You're fine. I'm just sharing my story. So what happened was, I've always had very, very dry skin, and so I, I've had psoriasis. I have psoriasis. Yeah, my oldest son had that growing up through his early okay, years, so, teen years. So, so yeah, so you know what it's like. It's not the worst thing in the world. But he had a mild case of it, but he had it. Yeah. Okay. Well, my my psoriasis got exponentially worse and worse as as I got into my early 20s, and of course, uh, even though it's hereditary. Uh, the, you know, there are mitigating factors like my diet, which really sucked. I'm a recovering sugarholic. Uh, I used to be very overweight. I used to weigh, you know, anywhere from 235 to 250 yeah, pounds. We, we, now we I'm need about, to share now, that aspect of your story with people later. As you oh, call. thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, now I'm about 170. And so it just got to be so bad that literally pieces of skin were coming off my face. And mm. so for, for, for listeners out there who don't know what psoriasis is, it's just basically that some of us generate more so much skin which is, uh, again, mitigated by things like diet. Sugar is inflammatory. Eating too much sugar actually, a absolutely makes it worse. And, of course, stress and, and, you know, worrying about things that are that are beyond our control. And so I just got so self-conscious about it that I gave up on my dream of acting. So I've just been working security for the last 35 years and making some half-hearted half attempts sporadically throughout the first two-thirds of my life to do some writing. But, you know, I look, I look at that stuff now. I still have a lot of that stuff in my bedroom, and it's not very good. It's kind of cringeworthy. You know, I was trying too hard to do something different. And then about three years ago, my life changed. And I like to think that it changed for the better. And here's where the story gets a little bit off the charts weird for some people. And I'm not uh, standing on a soapbox preaching about this stuff. I'm just sharing with, with you and your oh, listeners what is working. Standing on a soapbox. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Okay, there's the soapbox. Okay, here we go. Um, so what happened was I kind of feel I kind of felt like I was reaching the end of my rope 
in life. Not to be overly melodramatic about it, I've never been suicidal or anything like that. I'm a very lucky man in, in, in all the most important ways. But I just thought, gosh, I've had my 30s, 40s, and my, my 20s, and I just can't seem to get anything really, you know, meaningful going beyond, you know, working paycheck to paycheck and just keeping my head above the water. I always knew that I could do better. So what I did was, I, and I was lonely, I was spending way too much a time by myself. I had carved out this little niche, this kind of comfort zone for myself where I was content to just come home after work every day and plonk myself down on my ratty couch in my apartment and watch tons and tons of DVDs and eat tons and tons of junk food. Like It's a miracle that I didn't give myself type 2 diabetes because I was really bad. My, I mean, I was just like pizza one night, KFC the other, and then snacking on cookies and M&Ms all day long. You know, I just, I just got used to living that way. I mean, I would have moments of clarity here and there, and I, I read a ton of self-help books. Do you know Anthony Robbins or Deepak Chopra? Do, do you know those names? Yeah, or Stuart Wilde? Uh, Anthony one. Robbins are very They're, good. Okay, I, he's, he's kind of the king of motivational uh, uh, coaching and yeah. speaking. Yeah, and he's that all guy. He's yeah. Yeah. Actually, have his, actually he's, have he's, his podcast. I really have listened to it. Oh, right. nice. Yeah, he, he wrote a book called Unlimited Power, which I read when I was in my 20s. Yeah, and I thought it was great. I mean, I... Yeah. I know I was in therapy for a year, and I found all of that to be very uh, beneficial. I still am. I'm back in therapy again. So oh, I good for you. I'll meet my therapist what, next week for the first time in a while. <laughs> what, what I learned, what I've, I hooked up with a really awesome therapist, and I absolutely think that it can, it can benefit people, because basically you just sit there and you just talk. You know, you just let everything out. And so, but it, it, there was an, a missing element for me. And for me, the missing element was God. And what I did was I came home one day about 2019, and I don't know what precipitated this event. Again, I think I was just spending way too much time by myself. I pushed a lot of people away. I, again, I just was content to come, to work my job. I mean, I was. I don't want. I don't now, mean to paint a picture of myself as a. You realize this episode is entitled "Be Your Own Catalyst for Change." Self change. Right. Yeah, okay. well, this, You're right. Well, I, I hope. You right there on. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope this fits. So, so I again, I was just spending way too much time by myself, and I don't, I don't mean to paint a picture of myself as a pariah or an outcast or anything like that. It's okay to be I mean, I had, a, I had, yeah, I, 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 sometimes. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, up to a point. I mean, yeah. there's a point where it could become like a drug, and I was almost living my life kind of like a drug addict. And my drugs were junk food mm. and just losing myself in other people's manifestations and having a good time. I mean, why do people live their lives the way they live them, knowing that they can do better? Because because we're, we're creatures of habit, you know. I mean, I don't mean to make excuses, but it's very easy to fall into a routine in life, and, and again, every once in a while, have that moment of clarity. So I reached out to God. And I said, God, you know, I've been hearing about you my whole life. I've always been something of an agnostic, but I'm going to take this leap of faith because I'm 53. And time is not slowing down. It's, you know, of course, the older we get, the quicker time goes by. And, and I, I know that I can do better than this. And almost immediately, I began to feel a sense of, I'm not suggesting that anything uh, mystical happened, Alfred, but what I did feel was a sense of um, decompression. And... I just talk to God every day now like he's my best friend. Well, he is my best friend. And so after I had this, what I believe to be a divine experience, and I know this sounds, this might sound completely bonkers to some people, that's fine. I'm not dogmatic about this stuff. This is just my 
experience. I believe that God patted me on the head and said, there, there, John, you know, you're 53, you're not 103, you know, it's not too late for you. So just to backpedal a little bit, around 2005, I created this character called Lee Hacklin, who's a private investigator. And he st I wrote a bunch of short stories about this guy. I've always, liked I've always liked stories about heroes and villains. I mean, I like all kinds of stories, but those are my favorite, where there's a strong, clear-cut, protagonist who stands for something you know somebody who's charismatic and somebody that I can root for and then just you know just putting him in one you know life or death situation after another and so I cranked out these short stories like 50 or 60 of them just at work one day because I was working this job where basically literally my, my job was to push a button all day to let, let trucks into this building and check check their ID and do the occasional patrol and there was a lot of downtime and I was just under under stimulated and I was I was amazed at how many stories that I was able to generate like like about 50 or 60 and then I just I, I didn't even know what Amazon was back then I'm kind of late in the game to all of this whole you know uh, the internet and technology I didn't get my first cell phone until the early 2000s so in any event after after I reached out to God bless you <laughs> after I reached out to God I dusted off these short stories they were in my bedroom I'm, I'm glad that I kept them and of course the pages were curled and they were kind of yellowy and I read them and I, I don't know if you do any any creative writing but it was That's the first time what, my brand Alfred Hale more than a poet the reason oh right is because your website I did in 2005 I started taking my journey 2006 oh, great. I ended up leading a writer poet slash writers group from 50 to wow. 50 members then we did That's open, awesome. open mics in the local area and new couple of newspaper articles and all that stuff. And then I had to go into a re-event period. So a lot of what you are saying is resonating with, resonating with me. The podcast Terrific. started so about five years ago, which was, for you. I've gone from writing really long background topics to like short sentences to just getting it on the air, minus stuff like Great. this. When I bring guests on, I put a link to bio in their thing eventually. But other than that, uh, yes, yeah, creative writing. But anyway, back to you in your story because I'm discovering a lot okay. of people are coming that's coming on this show as of late, having this, a couple of similar things to help to help change in their life, spiritual change in their life, and the point of self discovery, not because someone told them they had to, because they realized right. they had to for their own self preservation. Yes. Exactly. So, well, it sounds like we're, we're kindred spirits. Yeah, there's so, a lot of kindred spirits that came on this show. There you there's go. been a couple That's techies I, that I had to struggle to link with. But <laughs> other than that, uh, it, it worked out. <laughs> it worked out. That's awesome. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you, sir. So I, I read these stories, and I thought, gosh, you know, I, I, it's, I mean, it's hard to be objective about your own stuff, and I think that we're all our own worst critics. Mm -hmm. But I, was, I, was, I said to myself, you know, if somebody, if these stories were written by Joe Blow, like a total stranger, I know I would like them. And I thought, gosh, this, there must be at least one other person in this world, man or woman, who doesn't think that they're total garbage. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to become a self-published author. And I added to my mind's eye, and this is a really important life lesson, because when we, when we decide to make dramatic changes in our lives, you know, when we decide to align ourselves with, with whatever it is that we were meant to do, as I said earlier, some people know, they know at a very, very young age, and then there are other of us like my, others of us like myself who are late bloomers. We have to have it in our mind's eyes, I say that a lot, that there are going to be hiccups along the way. There's going to be unforeseen obstacles, and that it's okay. You just accept it as part of the journey. As long as you're on the right journey, 
in my opinion, that's all that matters. So I had it in my mind's eye, three clicks of a mouse, I go on Amazon and boom, you know, easy peasy, right? No, it took me a month just to get that first darn book posted. And I was losing my mind because I was going in circles and, I, and I, you know, I, Amazon was telling me that, I don't deal with Amazon anymore, by the way. I shouldn't say anything negative about them because it seems like they, they practically rule the world. But I deal it's with okay. draft I love digital. Amazon, I love the <laughs> I love it. For, I love it really for aspect that it's one of my okay. older son's primary, primary, primary customers because okay. he's an audiobook producer among other things. I uh, had a book nominated okay. for a Grammy this year that he, they produced, and my book comes out automatically land on Audible. So probably That's so. He, so I'm, Amazon has a lot of positives. I already do have there the negatives. Could have been they treat the employees. I love the employees' services, but they treat the employees like crap. Just call it what it is. That's another episode we can talk about. <laughs> okay, sure. I think, I think to be fair, I mean, trying to, I'm trying to be objective. I think that when I, when I started, I think Amazon was pretty, maybe it was new. You know, maybe it just started recently. I don't know when Amazon kicked in, but, you know, maybe there were some problems with the website. But I was just going in circles. I was entering the banking information, and then I would call KDP, which is Kindle Direct. Mm -hmm. Publishing, which I guess is the subsidiary of Amazon, it is. and they said, "No, no, no, you're you're giving us the wrong information." I said, so I go to the bank, and they say, "No, it's the right information." So I was losing my mind, and I was going to the library every day after work and on my days off, and and asking the staff to help me. And thank goodness for the libraries and the staff, because they were they were really wonderfully accommodating. You know, they saw, and that's another important thing, lesson I feel, especially for men. I mean, I don't mean to stereotype, but it's I fine. think that we men, I think we men generally. Well, speaking for myself, anyway, we we don't like to ask people for help. Nope. It's just really not in our nature, right? We're men, gall, right? We're men, gall darn it, and and we want to figure things out by ourselves. We don't want to read instructions. I would say it's, more, it's a, more difficult for me in our age bracket. Let's put it like that. I think yeah, I think it is, it is a little bit. Just a yeah. little bit, yeah. You know, but sometimes we have to put our egos on the shelf if we want to manifest our dreams. If I hadn't asked people to help me, I'd probably favor. still be trying. Give me a favor. Type that in the comment box. As a quote for other people. <laughs> great. Right. So it's seriously. The comment box there, you can type in what you just said about mm. uh, manifesting your dreams if you call it. Yeah. 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 It's 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 so important. So this took about a month and, and I thought, you know, and I and here's the thing. I don't know if you like science fiction. Do you like Star Trek or Back to the Future? You know, like parallel uh, universes, uh, ultimate uh, timelines. Let's, let's put it like this. I've seen every Star Trek movie opening night. Well, there you go. I've you seen and I could just go missed every, I, I'm a Batman movie. I missed opening night. I missed one Batman movie opening night since 1986. Oh, uh, my gosh. Uh, my oldest son was a toddler. He sat on my lap. Uh, uh <laughs> I have my comparisons. DC's Batman, Marvelous Iron Man. Great. Yeah, uh, I grew up with this stuff. Today was kind of a Batman day, so I wore my Batman black T-shirt and all that stuff. Today. Mm -hmm. Great, great. Uh, anyway, anyway, well, I, if there's if there's if there's such a thing as a parallel universe, and and there was a, there's a parallel universe where I where I didn't reach out to God and I tried to do this, knowing who I was back before 2019, and it's not like I was such a horrible guy, but I just wasn't so much of a at first. If at first you don't succeed, try try again, which is how we need to live our lives if we want to manifest our dreams. I was more like try something once or twice, and we're living in a society where there are so many temptations, there are so many ways to for us to entertain our ourselves and and it's very easy to fall down that rabbit hole which which is what I had done for 35 years 
for let's say 65% of the time. But because I had God in my life, you know Big Brother, like 1984, Big Brother is watching you? That's kind of how I define my relationship with God. I believe that God is watching us all of the time, the way that we watch Netflix, and, and he, I don't think, this is just, again, it's just my opinion. I don't think he knows what we're going to do because that would defeat the whole purpose of our existence. He gave us free will. And I think that he expects us, especially those of us who live in the so-called developed nations, like you as an American and me as a Canadian, we share pretty much the same values. We, we love freedom. We, we love opportunity. He expects us to at least try and to not give up. So because I had this idea that God was watching me, watching me, I stuck with it. And have you seen that movie Billy Elliot about the boy who wants to be a ballet dancer? Not yet. No, I'm not saying that. Okay, it's, it. it's, it's, it's a really, really, I recommend it highly. It's a very beautiful film. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's about this boy who lives in the 1970s in this mining town in England, and his dad's an alpha male, and he's like, what, you want to be a ballet dancer? And he's losing his mind. And then finally, spoiler warning, he comes around and he takes Billy to this very prestigious ballet school in London. And the auditioners ask Billy, well, how do you feel when you dance? And he says, he said, well, I feel like electricity. And that's how I felt when I posted that when I finally saw on the screen, I thought, oh, man, this, you got to be kidding me. What? When I saw on the screen, your ebook, had, congratulations, your ebook has been published. I thought, I must be in the matrix. Like, I'm going to be unplugged. I'm going to be unplugged or plugged back in, however it works, and and it's back to the old life of weighing 235 pounds and just being a couch, uh, you know, a full-time couch potato. And so that feeling of elation, that feeling of, of you know starting something, and there were hiccups and potholes along the way, and I stuck with it. And I like I said, like I said, in retrospect, maybe there was problem. Maybe they, maybe the hiccups were on their end. I don't know. All I know is that I thought, you know what? I actually crossed the finish line. You know, I didn't bail for once. And and there are a lot of people out there who who feel that way all the time. And I thought, I'm 53 years old. You know, I want to feel this way as much as I can. I mean, we're all we're always going to have our bad days some days, no matter how great your philosophy Trust is. Because the day, day that almost oh, canceled out on you today. <laughs> um, I'm glad you didn't. I'm really glad well, you he, didn't. But here's the thing, though. The last, the last two did. The last two podcasts yeah. I had scheduled, they, they where, jammed on me. Number. Where I would cancel and schedule you is just because um, of my faith. I even didn't feel like going to worship today and engaging with my great people. Um, I engaged with, so I pushed myself through. I got in the car and I get in. And I get to the property and one of my newest friends reaches out. They had to see you give a big hug. I got that positive energy from him. I, Came home and had a great meal. Dodged the storm, came home and had a great meal. Uh, look at my fiance and like, uh, talked to him. It's like, I can't do this anymore. So basically, and I said, so I laid down. Then I came, then I went, then I laid down, found myself in a deep sleep. Next thing I know, she reminded me, Yo, mom going off. Time for you to record. I was like, Oops. <laughs> But the rest was needed because that's that self-care that I think we don't always take, do for ourselves. It's okay to feel funky. It's okay to feel like crap. But, no, but we have to listen to our bodies. Listen, our bodies are telling us yeah, what we're yeah, yeah, right? Your body is telling you to shut down and breathe so you can move mm -hmm. on into your into your new, your better. Then move into your, get that rest and go into your better. Uh, now my only concern is I might do up all night watching movies or something. Right. Well, other, than, other than that... Um, I was on council all rescheduled. I finally worked the bugs I'm out glad, as far I'm glad you didn't. Thank you. I finally worked the bugs out as far as bringing guests on. And I used 
the aspect of Podbean, which is my shout out now, in the midst of our conversation, is that I, when I log on now, I could do individual recording through the phone, a group recording, or whatever. So I choose the group aspect of it, so that if someone like her decides to go listening from uh, her space, then she, and she wants to engage directly with the guests that she can. Also, it gives our opportunity for me to mute, mute us out for the guests to speak if guests come on. I have not found a right. time frame for Podbean where people are actually doing lives, but this, but it's there. And as I bring more guests on, I'm sure more people will start discovering it at the crazy hours I record it. Because <laughs> right. I, I, I work it around my regular job. Um, so. Oh, okay. So, so you have a job other than being a podcaster. Yeah, I have a job that pays the bills right now. <laughs> right, same same here. Uh, we and, do what we have to do, right? Yeah, and, and my my book is called currently in production with my son's company. Oh, nice. Actually, it's more and it's a it's a a poetry book. It's a combination of things. I'm not sure which category it can fall under. Oh, I know hmm. it's it's a center, it's center autobiographical in some sections. Another oh, section is poems that I wrote based on of encounters with people for the last forty some years. And then mm. it has a twist at the end where it should be ending. It's beginning again. But that's all I say about it because it's currently in production. And it's in the hands of someone that I, well, I cannot afford to do what he's doing for me with his company. And he's doing it under his, his, his secondary company. He just launched a second company entitled Listen Black, where he's bringing on African American authors that would normally not have a shot. And because of all his connections and places where it would land with his contract, um, the books will land in other places. Uh, for anyone else, it's Tidy Up Studios. Uh, I don't know how the charging fees are. All I know is that I will get a discount. I will get some commission for anyone that signs up with them. I say with them because it's not just for him. You know, we own something, but we have employees. They have employees. I don't okay. have employees yet. But that's a shout out to Tidy Up Studios for doing what they do because. Um, you can find it through my uh, link to your account. Should you decide to go down that road, I suggest anybody to try it out. Uh, and the only difference is you would not be a self-publishing author anymore. You will be publishing through a, through a source that will bypass a lot of the steps that self-publishing authors struggle with to get in the right places. Uh, I'm actually listening to a book now. Uh, Published. And uh, anyway, sidebar, shout out. Let me give my shout out if I can. Because these people, uh, as you know, the right people make a difference in your life story. With his family, family. Anyway, let's go back into a couple aspects of your thing because I try to keep this around 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, or maybe an hour at the most. We could record for three hours, but I can't talk that long. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but it allows pauses in it too. That's the, that's the point for having access to doing a panel of eight people. We can actually do a seminar on this app, basically. Uh, Great. So, your weight loss journey, what were some struggles involved with the change in that? Okay. Well, I think that after I, I reached out to God and I felt his love, I began to love myself. And I think this is a really important point because I've had people call me narcissist since I started doing this. And I'm not a narcissist. A narcissist is the guy who rollerblades through the Starbucks with an open cup of coffee and expects other people to get out of his way. That's a narcissist. 
I believe in myself. And my, my philosophy, which I call Johnny's Way, I have a group page, and basically it's just a hodgepodge of other people's philosophies that I cherry-picked. You know, like Bruce Lee, when he created the, the Tao of Jeet Kune Do, I've always been interested in martial arts, and I've, I've been somewhat of a martial arts practitioner here and there over the years. I can't break bricks with my bare hand or anything Is like that. Here? But when you can, we, no, exactly. But Bruce Lee, he when he created Jeet Kune Do, he, he looked at all the martial arts and he looked at what he liked and what he didn't like, what he thought made sense and what he, what, what he didn't. And this is what individuals do. This is what self-manifestors do. They don't just blindly accept other people's dogma. They're able to suss out for themselves you know, what works for them. And it can be hard sometimes. It can be an, an up, particularly when you're at work. You know, when you're at work, you have to do, you do things your employer's way. And you have you suggest a better way to do it, and if they disagree with you, well, you have to do it their way if if you want to keep your job, right? But in our personal lives, again, as I said earlier, particularly those of us who are living in the so-called first world nations, the the governments that we live under, they give us, they definitely give us enough wiggle room that we can that we can manifest our dreams. So my group page, plug plug plug, is called Johnny's Weight, has over 600 members. So you're asking me about my diet. So, getting back yeah, to that, you, what, I, what triggered the change? How you, how'd you go about it? Yeah. Right. Okay. This is what triggered it. Once I started to love myself, the the whole binge eating just lost all of its appeal. I said, you know, why am I doing this to myself? It wasn't the first time that I had that thought, but I just did it because it became a habit. You know, why does someone stick a needle in their arm? You know, they they do it because they're suffering, and I was suffering. I mean, I don't mean to play the world's smallest violin. But, you know, with the psoriasis, and again, I, don't, I was very abused as a kid. I had a very abusive dad. And look, some, some kids, they grew up under very hellacious circumstances, and they choose fight over flight. They look at all of, you know, they look at their mom and dad, and maybe they're abusive. They're, you know, they're not, they don't have a good philosophy. They're bouncing off the walls. You know, every, every, every uh, molehill is a mountain. You know, every little hiccup is a crisis. And some people live their whole lives that way. And some kids are able to look at that objectively and say, oh, you know, I can't wait to get out of here because I get how life works. Just be the different, just be, just behave totally different from mom and dad. But some of us are not that strong. And so for me, when I came home from school as a kid, I just couldn't wait to dive into my comic books because those stories to me, you know, when I watch shows like The Brady Bunch and Star Trek back in the day, I thought, why can't people be like this? Like, why is this so hard? Like, why do people make fun of this stuff? These are idealized people. You know, this is the gold standard. You know, Captain Kirk doesn't go running to the liquor store every time the Klingons attack, right? They face every challenge with a smile, and if, and if Plan A doesn't work, then they try Plan B or Plan C. And this is, this is a good way to go through life. But some people just, they don't have that philosophy. So, again, getting back to the diet, once I start, I know I'm kind of all over the place, kind of You're bouncing fine. around. But when I, this podcast is like life is up more than living. It's, Re, it's, life it's is a little nerve-wracking. I'm, I'm very nervous about all over the place. <laughs> You're good. Right. Okay. Thank you. So, so once I started to love myself, vegetables started looking very attractive to me. And, and eating all this pizza every day and all this garbage, it just became anathema. I was just like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. And so I started to lose weight very quickly. I started working out. I post videos. I have weights and I have a chin-up bar at home and I work out two or three times a week and I post videos of myself working out on my Facebook page. And again, some, I've, had, I've had, this is another important life lesson that I like to share. 
since I started doing this, since I started aligning myself with the John Leister, I feel that I was always, always meant to be a manifester versus a couch potato. Mm. Most of the people in my life have been very supportive. And this breaks my heart a little bit to talk about, but not everyone has. And I was talking about this with another podcaster uh, the other day who is also a self-published author. And he, he basically spelled it out this way. He said, it's the green-eyed monster called jealousy. And it's very, I mean, I don't know, I'm not a mind reader, but just here's an example. I had one friend, this is a guy I've known my whole life, we're practically brothers. He actually said to me in a social setting, this was about a year ago, he said, don't talk about your books. And he was dead serious. And this is, yeah, I know, right? And, and looking back now, I mean, he's a great guy. He's got, well, you know, he's got... One of the best things you can do is be your own shameless promoter. Exactly. And here's the thing. When I talk about my books, I feel like I'm sharing, and I, and, I'll, and I feel like I'm inspiring other people, but I love to hear about other people's success stories. Well, I love once to hear this about, is all over, like, it will be a Facebook reel promoting this podcast episode, because here's the, here's the thing about these episodes. I don't only share the link with you. So thank you. Yes, I go in, as of yesterday, I, start, I, no, well, I did it before yesterday, but I really targeted it more so yesterday. I will go in and create a Facebook reel. Today it will show me wearing my Batman shirt with the background <laughs> of my cool. book behind me. Uh, I used to have a Batman t shirt. Yeah, Do you know Alex Ross? I have a Do you know the artist Alex Ross? Do you yeah. know who that is? I read about yeah, it. Was, yeah, I used to have a t shirt. It was so cool. <laughs> I actually uh, I had an opportunity to meet Afua Richardson, who has been the current, one of the current cover artists for. Batman and Black Panther. Really? I, uh, wow. Greensboro. Uh, 30 Songs nice. Living Her Dream is a comic book artist. And she's okay. A cover artist. Anyway, all said and done, um, I will create a reel on Instagram for this, and then I will cross-post it to Pinterest. Pinterest now allows five-minute videos. I don't know if you knew that or not. Terrific. But uh, Pinterest, so I will take that same reel. I will cross-post it from Instagram to Pinterest to LinkedIn, to Facebook. So awesome. It, it will be replaying on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. So okay. the world, your topic, like the one I did about yesterday, about ADHD, the focus bear app, it will be all over the place for people to chime in. And your links for Facebook page will all be there. All that stuff is already set. I don't just do a podcast episode with a person. I put it on all four platforms. Therefore, Google sends it everywhere in the world. And so, sure. uh, and how much am I going to pay for all this? Nothing right now. However, well, you know what? But, here, but here's a here's the a price, catch. Here's a catch. The price is the feeling. The price but is the feeling that's part that gives of it. us. That's part of it. You can't put a price on that feeling. Yeah, that's part of it. I'll be honest with you though, I'm a, I'm a shameless promoter in the context that when my book we drops, have to be when my book drops, I'm gonna have a global audience for this book because people in the everybody will have seen the promotional video tied in with the podcast. But anyway, uh. Yeah, I, I that's why I, I talked just enough to bring us back to point A, your weight loss journey and your faith in God has helped transform you. Back to that again. Yes. <laughs> I think I think that when I was a cut, I think that God is disappointed in us when we sell ourselves short, just like any parent would be. You, you I'm sorry, did you say did you say that you have kids? Yeah, I was soon to be 37. I lose track. They're Holy they're mackerel. Older. They're old. Right. They're older. I lose track. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, actually, yeah, the youngest one graduated any... next weekend with his master's in music. 
Oh, terrific. Oh, congratulations. You. So, you know, any any parent, any good parent wants their kid, you know, a, a good parent doesn't want their kids, hey, you got to do, you got to follow in my footsteps or else, or you have to do this. No, a good parent allows the child to be who they are and to, to be in sync with who they are and to encourage them. And, and I think that God was disappointed with me because I was disappointed with myself. And so what I, what I like to tell people who, who, who maybe are, are too, you know, they, they think that the idea of God is too esoteric, you know, it's not a tangible, it's a hypothetical, but, they're, but maybe they're living their lives the way that I was living my life uh, uh, four years ago, and I don't think I'm the only one. I think there are a lot of people out there who, who are just, again, they're selling themselves short. They bought into other people's weak and limited philosophies. I mean, no 10-year-old kid wants to be a security guard. No 10-year-old kid wants to be an insurance salesman or, or, or you know, be a bank teller. And look, there's nothing wrong with doing those jobs. You know, those jobs are important and, and somebody has to do them. But when we're kids, I think most of us have these incredible visions for ourselves. You know, we want to be astronauts or we want to be movie stars or we want to be, I don't know, neurosurgeons. I mean, we just have these great visions. And then and some of us, you know, manifest and, and, and some of us don't. We just we, we sell ourselves short for whatever reason. So I would say to the people who, who, who are living their lives that way, but they want to make a change, but they're, they're too st stuck in a rut, but they, they, they can't wrap their idea around this idea of a supreme being who is the wellspring of everything around us and who is a being of pure love and, and, and wants us to love ourselves and, and wants us to make the world a brighter place by being true to ourselves. I would say to them, if they asked me, I would say, imagine the person who loves you the most is watching you all the time. Wow. Do it for them, right? Do it for them. And what happened, here's the thing. And if, and if nobody loves you, if you're really so alone that you feel that nobody loves you, then just pretend. <laughs> just pretend that somebody loves you. And, 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 and again, do it for them. And here's the thing, what I've discovered about myself over the last four years is that I don't have to will myself to write. I wrote six pages today. In my, I wish this was a video. I could show you my notebook. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I wrote six pages today in my dollar store duo tank. For me, writing, and again, I don't know if I'm good at it. I mean, I like my stories. I love Lee Hacklin because basically he's me. He's an idealized version of myself, kind of like James Bond. You know, Ian Fleming when he created James Bond or Tom Clancy when he created, you know, the Jack Ryan character. They're, they're wish fulfillment fantasies. And so when I, when I opened my notebook, it's just boom, an hour later, I'm looking at two, three, or four pages. It, it, it's nothing for me now. I'm in a place in my life now. And here's the thing. When you, when, you, when you do something every day, and you don't have to will yourself to do it, and it becomes a habit, it becomes like brushing and flossing your teeth or having a shower before you go to work in the morning. You know, you don't even think about it. You just do it. I remember watching an interview with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he was talking about how some of his fellow bodybuilders you have to psych themselves up before a workout. And he was incredulous. He's like, what? I never have to psych myself up before a workout. I just do it because I can't wait to do it. And that's how I feel about writing. And that's when you know that you're on the right track in life. You know, my, my job right now, the security job I'm working right now, I mean, I love it. It's great. But it's a very physically demanding job, which is good because it keeps me in shape. There's a lot of walking and heavy lifting and dealing with difficult people sometimes. And when I get home from work, like a lot of people, and probably like yourself too, I'm just knackered. That's my girlfriend. My girlfriend, like I said, my girlfriend lives in Adelaide, Australia. She always sees that word knackered, and that's how I feel. But when I 
set up my notebook in front of my laptop and I begin to transcribe my chicken scratch. Okay, it's very frustrating because sometimes I can't read what I wrote that day. A funny You're thing happens. Way, yeah, I mean, I, see, I can't get the words down. I can't get, I, well, that's a good idea. I'll give some of that too, but mostly, mostly I'm old school pen and paper. Yeah. But here's the thing. When I start banging away on my keyboard, a funny thing happens. It's like I just had three cups of coffee. It's like I wake up. When you do what you love, that energy will manifest all by itself. And when we and, and, and again, I'm not judging, I'm not throwing stones in the glass house. I'm speaking from my own experience. When we and I hope that some of your listeners to your podcast take this to heart, when we don't do what we love, when we don't do what we're meant to do with our lives, whether it's creative or entrepreneurial or maybe in the realm of science or sports, whatever it might be, we suffer. Other aspects of your life when we suppress that desire, we're creating tension within ourselves. And, and other people pick up on that. And, and it gives, you know, those feelings, our feelings absolutely, I, believe, I absolutely believe that our feelings have a global impact on the world. Right. So if you're not manifesting your bliss and you're telling yourself and I had this internal monologue to us, hey, it's my life, you know, like, like that Billy Joel song. I don't care what people say. It's my life. Right. Look, I'm fine. Fair enough. If that's how that you live your life, however you see fit. But when you when you say that, but meanwhile, you're suppressing all of this stuff, it, it creates this this kind of contradiction. And, and, and again, other people pick up on that. And so I would say to people, if you're not manifesting your dreams and you're telling yourself, oh, this is just my choice and, and, and that's the beginning and the end of it. No, it's not the beginning and the end of it. You're actually hurting the entire world. And it's not that you should have a, a guilty conscience about it, but you should, you should be truthful about that. You're not just hurting yourself. You're hurting everyone around you, particularly if there are people who love you and are wondering why you're so afraid to stick your neck out and you have to stick your neck out in life if you if you have big dreams and you have to be able to take criticism and people will criticize you as I said earlier you know I've had friends you know you're a narcissist or what are you doing like you just you just minimize or even uh, uh, just completely you know uh, uh, keep away from those people if you can and, and I do, here's another thing I don't watch the news I, I, when I reached out to, I used, I'm a recovering news junkie. I used to listen to all these very political podcasts, you know, like the Alex Jones Show. And uh, can you imagine? I listen to Alex Jones for four hours well, a day. Wow. Well, yeah. well, it's, a, it's a wonder. I, it's a wonder I didn't lose my mind. Because <laughs> it was because it was interesting. It was interesting to yeah. me that the global the globalists are taking over and all yeah. this stuff, right? And the Ben Shapiro Show well, and the John and Kim Show. It, I'm gonna say it like this. When it comes, I, I like getting on the majority of my news from the app. And this does mm -hmm. have a political aspect to it eventually, just certain days. But when I come to getting it through apps on my phone or reading it on my laptop, I can filter out stuff better than I can with right. just getting lost in people talking. Yeah. If yeah. you if you can if you can if you can look at this stuff every day and not allow yourself to be affected by it negatively, that's fine. It's up to you. But my hallucination is that that most of us are affected by it, whether we realize it or not. Yeah, we are. I mean, we I walk, I walk, I walk. You can you can be on your way to meet your girlfriend, and and you're happy, you're in a good mood, you know, you, you have a lunch date, and and she's at the office, and you walk into the elevator, and there's a screen, there's this lovely screen in the elevator car, 
And what's it telling you? It's telling you that there's an earthquake in some country that you've never heard of and 10,000 10, people died. Unless you're a complete sociopath, you're going to be affected by that. You, that's just my hallucination. I don't think it's just me. You're going to say, oh, gosh, that's terrible. And then maybe you tell your girlfriend, oh, isn't that terrible? And then, look, it's fine to have that empathy, but I just feel like this is just my opinion. The more that we focus on what's within our control means the likelier we are to, to make some effort to manifest. When, when we start, when we spend so much time thinking about, this is why I don't watch the news, because then my thoughts are, 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 are directed towards you know, world events, things that are beyond my control. It, it, you know, you look at the news, it's mostly bad. It's mostly all the madness and the mayhem and the chaos of the world mm -hmm. and crime and war and suffering. <laughs> and it's, it's all, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 exactly. Well, it takes two to tango. Right, yeah. and that's why I, that's why I switch it off. I don't want to, I don't want to dance that dance anymore, because I want to write these books. You know, my some of my coworkers. I have to be careful because I love my coworkers. But you know, people come up to you and they say, "Did you hear? Did you hear?" Ninety-nine percent of the time, that phrase "Did you hear?" is is not going to be followed up by something that's uplifting, right, or inspirational. <laughs> it's going to be about some horrible crime. You know, some politician that everybody liked got stuck, got caught with his hand in the cookie jar, right? I just, I'm 57. I've heard it. It's a broken record to me. I don't want to hear this stuff I anymore. Have an answer. I have a response to a lot of people. Like, depends the way where that phrase is used. And usually I hear it at work, and I've heard it sometimes mm. out doing my part-time job. Sometimes when I do my part-time job. Right now, I'm not doing it. Uh, people like, did you hear so-and-so said? My response back is, did you, did you check out what was said? When people emphasize it as being truth, I'm like, well, right. have you taken time to do in a research? What, what do you mean? I said, Google is free. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is that serious? You can check it out. Well, yeah. they told me. I said, well, who was the they that told you? Because the ones that, you well, know, you, you're just trying to be complicated. You shouldn't make, I'm not trying to be complicated. I don't mind getting information. Mm -hmm. I don't mind learning. But if something right. seems far-fetched or leading to you're, really you're, devices, you're, you're, just because you're a critical thinker or being really divisive mm -hmm. then if it's going to divide something i want to know why it's dividing it give me a, a reason to trust your word because math, right. math is good it's good to divide four by two but if you were just being divisive then i got time for that because there's enough divisiveness that comes out of my own mouth without me thinking about it sometimes because i'm human and then I always say the right thing. And I want to say the right thing. But I yeah. think as one biblical writer said one time, if you got a wish to do, I do not practice. So I don't always do it. So why mm -hmm. not just kill this conversation, take time. If we're going to see each other again, we can revisit the conversation <laughs> later about what you heard they said. If not, then give me something I can go on later. Because right. one thing about us, is, one thing about this thing called life, it's moving forward. If it's something like this podcast, the topic of your weight loss aspect of how you change your life, or even the comic book aspect of it, science fiction aspect of it, which I could talk a lot about that, but I'm not because it's not oh, my same show. Here. It's not my show. Okay. It's, this is your show, so it's your story. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> okay. Just, well, um, I'm, I'm malleable. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, let's continue this like about five or ten more minutes, and then okay. we'll, we'll sign off, and I'm going to let it upload and do all the technical stuff so you can share it wherever you want to share it at. <laughs> that sounds great. Okay.
Yeah, I usually put them on my Facebook page, and, I, and as I said earlier, I have a group page called Johnny's Way. Yeah. I, oh, um, that's why I, I can find it. I was looking for you called Johnny's Way. I was looking on right, the and I write, um, I write um, what I like to think are, are inspirational and uplifting essays, autobiographical essays. I usually do Is that it two Johnny or three with times two ends or Johnny with one end. Oh, two ends. Johnny's Way. Yeah, Johnny's Way. Yeah. Uh, and I, uh, I, I read my stuff into my phone, and I kind of like audio, audio visual. Audio, I, a lot of my books are, are online, uh, visually, and, and I read my stuff, and I get a lot of wonderful feedback. I took a picture of myself with uh, reading a book by an author named Mike Madden. He's one of the guys who writes the, the Jack Ryan series since uh, Tom Clancy uh, passed away, and he, <laughs> this guy's a best-selling author. Like he's, this guy sells like thousands of books every year. And I, I mentioned to him, shameless, shameless self-promotion. It's like, hey, I have a group page called Johnny's Way. Well, guess what? He joined. <laughs> I lost my mind. I know. And this is what I tell people, particularly people who, who are our age. You know, because I don't know if you have people in your life like this, but I, I know some people who are not very embracing of this technology. Yeah, I said, I for goodness sakes, take, you know, they're, they're kind of Luddites. You know, just, and I was the same way. Look, I it's... I need, you know, when I was going to the library, I would, I would ask them the same stuff. It's like, hey, I showed you how to do this yesterday. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm sorry, I'm, you know, you have to show me this again. I, you know, I'll take notes this time. But you know, open your minds for goodness sakes, people. Take advantage of this technology. You meet the most amazing people, and they can open doors for you. Like I'm a security guard, and this best-selling author, he joined my group page. I think that's pretty wild. Yeah. And what and wonderful. Oh, oh, oh! And there's and there's another writer named Brad Thor, and he's another best-selling author. And I did the same thing. I took a picture of myself reading one of his books. He sent me two copies of two of his books autographed. You know, best of luck, John. Like for yeah. free. Like it's I know, right? People do, people I mean, do that stuff some, for you. They do. They really do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are some really, really wonderful people out there. And those of us, those of us like you and me, Alfred, who want to manifest, who are reaching beyond our grasp. We owe it to ourselves to, to connect with those kinds of people and disengage from people who, who are not necessarily bad, but, you know, they're just some people. They're, they're in this cycle of all they want to talk about is their pet peeves and world events and how much they hate their jobs. I mean, here's an example. I have one friend. I know he won't listen to this podcast. <laughs> this, is a guy, this is a guy I've known my whole life. I'll tell him that I published a book. And he'll just go into his latest medical con medical condition, like the stereotype of the grumpy old man. The holy mackerel! It just wow. just fits this guy to the nth degree. So I just I just minimize my contact with those people because, and I love them, I care about them, and and I want I want to I want to have a conversation with them that goes like this: Hey, how you doing? Like I'm well, I'm making changes in my life. I would love to hear that, but I don't think it's going to happen because they're just too ensconced, and and I'm not judging. Because I was that way too. When I was when I was 53 years old, before I, I reached out to God, and and accepted His heavenly glory, and I say that with all sincerity, with my heart, mind, and my soul, which I believe is real souls in the solar plexus, by the way, I believe. When I reached out to God, it was just like this this door opened, this door that was locked my whole life just opened up. Because God is love. He loves us, and He wants us to be happy. And the way that I was living my life much of the time was giving me... This is something that Anthony Robbins likes to talk about. He likes to talk about the difference between pleasure and happiness. We do a lot of things, particularly in the Western nations, where, again, where we have all these distractions, right? We have Netflix and video games and Oculus and all the stuff, right? All the toys, right? And I get it. It's fun. 
and and but it's we have to be careful to not let that stuff overwhelm uh, our dreams which, which is again it, that rabbit hole is, is a slippery slope to to non-manifestation and that's how because I just you know for some of us stories it's it's a more and maybe you're maybe you're like this too it sounds like you are for some of us stories is a much more immersive experience I think for the average person I think a lot of people out there who, who are working 80 hours a week and 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 they're really ambitious and motivated and they're yeah, doing, they, actually, they, they, actually they, 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 yeah Title of the greatest distraction you know, might be you. You know, like the, I call them the muggles. You know, like from Harry Potter, the muggles. Mm. Muggles are people who don't have magic powers, right? The muggles of the world, they they will watch a movie. They, they will watch a movie once in a blue moon, right? Just to zone out, right? They won't. They're not going to want to talk about it for three hours after. Whereas you and I will watch a movie or a TV show, we get into it, right? It's a. I remember watching an episode of Wise Guy with my buddy one yeah, day. I, 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 I used to watch that show. No, okay, right on. I knew what I had no idea what it was about. I never played the game. But I no, me either. It. I, I like thoroughly enjoyed the movie. It. I heard it was good. I heard it was good. Yeah, yeah I want to see a um, kind of love story element tied into it. That drama. But here's uh, here's the thing with me now. Huh. I used to watch I used to watch five movies a week. I used to watch like a box set. I'd get a box set, you know, season five. Which I used to love 24 and all the shows. And I would binge watch, binge watch. I'd watch like a whole box set. All the audio commentaries and the deleted scenes. And I was having a good time. Last year, I think I saw five movies for the wow. whole year. Wow. Because, because every time, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying this to brag or to beat my chest or to be a snob about it. I still love that stuff. It's just that I've seen it. I feel like I've seen everything that there is to see. And and when I watch it, like here's an example. I saw Spider-Man No Way Home. I saw it in the theater. Look, I thought it was great. I love seeing Tobey Maguire again as Spider-Man. I never thought I'd see that. But I'd written five pages that day. And my, my notebook was burning a hole in my knapsack the whole time I was watching the movie. Mm. I was thinking, I was thinking, I've seen enough of these. You know, I mean, if I was 22, it would be a different story. It would feel it would feel new. But as we get older, it's like, oh gosh, you know, here we go, fight, 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 and there's a thing that everybody's chasing after. <laughs> I thought as I was watching that movie and eating my popcorn, as I said, I thought it was great. But I was thinking, I could be at home right now, writing. And if I was, I know I'd be, I would be happier. Happy there is nothing. Yeah. There's nothing that makes me happier in my life right now, other than reaching out to people like yourself, and other than than, than working out and and again spending time with people who are self-manifestors and, and self-lovers and and not afraid to stick their necks out and to really go for it, Rocky style. You know, I feel like every time I watch a movie now, it's 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 too passive for me. It's it's just too passive an experience. And and when I know that I can create create stories that I like. I mean, quite frankly, I, I enjoy my Lee Hacklin stories more than, than most of the movies and TV shows that I watch now because they, they, they're like my kids. They're, they're, you know, it's like the difference between your kids and somebody else's kids. Right? You're always going to love your That's a kind of a dumb thing to say, I guess. But you're always going to love your own kids a lot more, right? And that's how I feel about Lee and my other characters. They're my children. And every time I hang out with them, I'm, I'm hanging out with my family. And here's another thing, discovery. You never know what... You, you can do until you actually do it and when you discover that that you, that you can do it and that you want to do it it's a wonderful feeling like when I write every time I write now I make myself laugh I mean sometimes I'll I have to put my pen down because I'm, I'm just laughing tears are rolling down my face or I make myself cry something moves or I get excited or I discover something new about these characters you know some writers and I've and I've met a lot of writers over the last three years I've met a few professional writers and some writers you know they plot everything out in advance 
you know they 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 know what the story is going to be before they actually start writing and and uh, look whatever works different strokes but for me that's that's i i i don't know I, for me the joy of writing is is the just feeling of discovery along the way i start with a general idea and then it's just stream of consciousness i just pour it all out and i think all i'm doing really and i think a lot of writers are doing this too i'm just spitting back out all of the movies and tv shows and novels and comic books that i've read during the during the first 53 years of my life i'm just spitting all the stuff out. i never worry about being unoriginal i had a conversation with a friend the other day yeah, he keeps saying that he's going to do a podcast. I said, dude, why don't you do? I, I, oh, by the way, I have a podcast too. It's called the Johnny's Way Podcast. I've done 23 episodes. I just started doing this a couple of months ago, and and basically what I'm doing is I'm reading my first Lee Ackland short stories that I wrote around 2005. That's my podcast. So I have a friend, and he keeps saying he's going to do his. And I said, why don't you do it? And this is what he said to me. This is he actually said this. And this is the most disempowering thing that anyone could ever say. He said, I, I have nothing original to say. And I just about dropped my phone. I was like, "Buddy, you got to be kidding me! If I thought that way, I wouldn't do damn." Imagine if George Lucas back in the day said, "Oh, I can't do Star Wars. It's it's not original." Of course, it's not original. There's nothing original. But you and I are originals, and when we create something, it's 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 gonna be similar to something that came before. It almost can't not be. I mean, there are, there may be an exception here and there, but I mean, I remember watching The Matrix back in the day, the first Matrix. Look, I thought it was great. I thought it was it was one of my all-time favorite movies. But I thought, man, I've seen this story a million times. The yeah, young actually, hero. Actually, there there are no original stories when you get down to core. No. Even less as writers, but, but, <laughs> but, but again, you know, I looked at The Matrix and I thought, what well, is this? Just Terminator all over again? You know, human beings fighting fighting technology. And then when when Terminator, when the original Terminator came out back in the day, do you know the author Harlan Ellison? Not he really he no. he was he was a famous scientist. He wrote an episode of Star Trek. He wrote um, the one yeah, where I don't Kirk get into fan, in fantasy world that deep. <laughs> I don't get into okay. fantasy. I live I live I live okay. fantasy for fun and entertainment. Uh, right, right. Yeah. So Harlan, Harlan Ellison actually sued uh, the company that made the first Terminator movie because he wrote a, he wrote an episode of The Outer Limits called Soldier back in the 1960s, like 20 years before Terminator came out. And a guy from the future who comes to the present to stop a nuclear war. And James Cameron, look, I, I have nothing but love and respect for James Cameron. Look, maybe he saw that episode, maybe he didn't. But Harlan Ellison, to his credit, he didn't sue for money just sued for credit and so what they what the company did was they added name to the end credits I, I don't can't remember exactly what it was but it was something like you know uh, based on a short story by by Harlan Ellison and so I always tell people never mind originality you're an original if you want to tell a story about a farm boy who, who lives in another galaxy and wants to and goes off to fight an evil empire then you should, if that if that's burning in your heart then then tell that story because by the time you're done it's not going to look like Star Wars it's going to be your own thing look George Lucas has freely admitted I've read a million interviews with the guy he's, he's absolutely one of my idols he said hey Star Wars is, is I just put I put Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers and and all the old Republic serials that I watched as a kid and and all the comic books that I read I just put it into a blender Hold on. Crime movies. Yeah. Have you have you seen a movie called The Hidden Fortress? It's an Akira Kurosawa movie no, I say, I, made I, I in the 1950s. Into, and and world, George Lucas admitted that he watched that movie in yeah, film school. Yeah, well, the, the movie film. starts with these two. The movie starts with these two guys. Sorry, go ahead. So I get into my fantasy world. This, this, the movie starts with these two guys. Are you still there? Yes, still here. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, I'm losing you. 
Yeah, it's giving your time. Let's out. I think for an hour recording. Uh, I thought it was supposed to be three hours, but it don't. You're give me cutting enough. in and out. Can you hear me now? I'm still here. Okay, we're cutting in and out. Well, let's wrap this up then. Since we're Hello. In and out. Hello, I'm still there. Can you hear me? John, you still there? Well, hi. Hey, Alfred. I'm, I'm still here. But it's cutting in and out. Okay, I'm gonna wrap this up. Um, hi. Are you back? Yeah. Let's just wrap okay. this up. Since it's so I just, in and I out. just, I just wanted to say that yeah. that the hidden. No, let's wrap Wander this, through the desert. It's cutting it in and oh, out. Sure, so let's wrap this. Let's wrap this up because it's cutting in and out. Now, can you hear me, John? Let's wrap this up since it's cutting in and out. John. Hello. Hey, let's wrap this up because it's cutting in and out. Let's wrap it up. Uh. Alfred. Yeah, I'm still here, but let's wrap it up because it's cutting in and out. Just give a brief synopsis, and we're closing it. Oh, out. hi. Yeah, hey, let's close it out. Let's close, let's close it out okay. because it's cutting in and out. So just give a oh, brief. Oh, I see. Yeah, let's give a brief something, something okay. at the end, and we so cut it off. My message to the world is: for goodness' sakes, everybody, manifest your dreams. The clock is ticking. Take advantage of whatever opportunity you can. Never mind whether it makes you any money. Never mind what other people think. Do it for yourself. Do it for your soul. Just get started. Take those baby steps, and and you won't believe how much fun it is. I'm having more fun with my life over the last four years than ever before, because I'm doing exactly what I want to do, and that's that's my philosophy in a nutshell. Well, thank you, John, for joining us on Life Is About More Than Living. The podcast, my listeners, my followers, please subscribe. Please share this episode. And let's get John's story out there. Um, it's one that I think will be inspiring to <laughs> everyone. We all have our story. There's, the cemetery is full of people who never told their story. Let yes. your story be one that's told now for you're here to appreciate it and hear it and share it.